We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Welcome to the J episode. I am your host, Jahans Maniga, a.k.a. Canadian Rebel, a.k.a. 12. Make sure to like and subscribe to the Field of 68 Media Network so you get content such as this. We've been having so much fun this year already, talking a little bit of Jays basketball through the ups, through some of the downs lately, for sure. But uh, you won't get any of this unless you subscribe to the Field of 68 Media Network. There's myself talking about the Jays. There's a whole bunch of different guys and ladies representing their alma maters. So make sure to like and subscribe to that for sure. This is season three, three seasons already of doing this. This is our guest number seven. He is affectionately known as Big Swag, a.k.a. Swig Bag. He's a, he's a brother here. He's been on the show before. This is now his eighth pro uh, year playing in Europe, playing in Asia. He's the absolute pride of Waukee, even though Tucker DeVries, we know you try to steal his title from him. We're not going to let you do it, though. <laughs> this is William Artino. The will, the thrill Artino is in the building. Let's go. Man, thanks for the introduction. <laughs> well, how are you doing, bro? Hey, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I know that we had a couple of weeks this summer just to hang out. We hooped together and all that stuff, but I just don't. I just don't feel like it was enough, man. I've been missing yeah. you. I'm not gonna lie. How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's been a while. I had a couple crazy years with our jobs not lining up with us being back. So this is really like all we get to hang out with. So <laughs> isn't it kind of crazy? Like we were roommates for four years, essentially. Uh, I guess three years, technically, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then now it's like because of where we're at like the the time difference even or like even just our location the differences and you know the countries that we're playing like this this is kind of what we get unfortunately yeah yeah and then COVID obviously that was kind of right the 2018-19 was the last normal year then COVID happened and everybody had to disperse and gems were hard to find and stuff so it's just been it's been wild since then 
the thing that always like eats away at me for sure, bro. Cause man, you're, you're one of my guys. Like we kind of grew up together in this, in this basketball thing, H- having to miss your wedding because of the COVID year where yeah. I wasn't allowed to cross that imaginary Canadian U S line, bro. That, that just hurts my heart. Like I yeah. like to this day, I know like it's just a time that I know I'll never be able to get back, but I'm just so happy to see like, you know, obviously your growth and, and all that stuff. I'm just kind of, as a little bit of your big brother, I'm very proud. <laughs> yeah, we both grew up a long time from the first day we met on campus. So it's it's crazy. It's been 12 years since we stepped on campus together. That, so. That's that's insanity. We're going to talk about this a little bit later, but like just because you're mentioning like all of that. The Jays are about to step into their 10th season into the Big East to me that's still like an unbelievable thing to think about like obviously like we're the you know third or fourth team to start their season women's volleyball men's and women's soccer have uh you know their turn before us and obviously us and women's basketball are on that same timeline but like to think that we're already 10 years in the biggies that coach mac have has coached a creighton blue jays team in the midwest essentially uh into its 10th season into the biggies how weird is that for you still like to this day to think that you know we are a biggies team and not only that that we've had a lot of like really good success in the biggies too yeah i mean it's just like for us we were there for the transition so it's probably even feels like like we were we were came in as valley players to them and you know we did uh, we had a couple of good years there and then all of a sudden there you know there was the talks of it and then we, it kind of just felt like almost like a pipe dream still at the time and then now it was like okay we're in the big east but now it's like yeah we're fully big east respected like i i, I call us a high major now like we were easily a mid-major mm-hmm. before but now it's like everything we're in basketball conference basketball i mean Volleyball and soccer is doing their thing, but, you know, that's basketball school to most people. And it's just like for it to fully be what Coach Max taking it to, it's it's obviously just been quite the ride to be a part of and watch from the side. And so. It's yeah, it's been an unbelievable ride for sure. Uh, We got to get into this because. As much as we love, we're, we're homers for the Jays. I don't know if you guys know, I always call this the most biased Korean podcast that there is out there because I'm I'm never going to trash the Jays or whatever. Like, it's, it's almost impossible for me to. But reality is reality. The boys have lost five games in a row most recently in Vegas. First losing to BYU and then most recently to Arizona State, a very close game in both those games. Jays lose by three the first time, by two the second time. it's been tough sledding for a team that is, you know, preseason the highest ranking that the Jays have ever been. Uh, A lot of hype going into this season. They start the year off looking like world beaters, obviously. They have a really good showing in in Maui. Uh, B2 top 25 teams. Lucy Arizona is a really, really good team, especially offensively with the way that they run their bigs. Uh, Lose at Texas. Again, another, you know, close game where the Jays just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, you know, you think that things are going to be good, go back home against a Nebraska team that, uh, with all due respect, didn't expect to do a lot against the Jays. They are able to get that upset in Omaha. 
go to Vegas thinking that you could kind of reset things, lose to a BYU team that had been struggling this year, and then most recently to Arizona State. Well, I got to ask you, what's, what's going on with the boys right now? You had a chance to watch this last Arizona State yeah. game. What did you see? What was your initial take just watching the game? And, and what did you, uh, you know, walk away from the game thinking? I mean, the biggest thing right now is getting Cochraner back from his illness. Um, but obviously, if he's out for a week with some sort of illness, he's going to come back and it's going to take him a little bit to probably get his lungs and everything back. But I mean, the bright side was Frederick King, probably his breakout game. 16 and eight, a few blocks. I mean, obviously he's a freshman. There's some things that he can learn from it. Um, I mean, the shooting, like we have, we've been letting it fly the last few games, but that's just about it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you know, they've showed heart. They fought back from double digits, deficit, took the lead. Now it's learning how to play with the lead settling for you know passing up good shots for great shots all that cliche stuff which it sounds corny but it's it's key to winning basketball games so i mean biggie's plays coming up you guys it's a chance for a new season in a sense i mean everything's still on the table if you you know perform and biggie's play perform in march everyone's going to forget what you did in november so it, it's kind of funny for me that like as a big yourself having played five in max system you naturally gravitate to what the big boys are doing down low obviously you mentioned cocky being out for you know a couple of games back to back with a non-covid related illness you got big fred who struggled a little bit in that first game against byu had the best game in his short career obviously yeah. uh you mentioned his numbers just now how important is it for a guy like fred like you've been in that system before where you've had to back up you know greg uh for a couple of years before you got your shine uh, after he graduated. How important is it for a young guy to come in and be successful in a game like that, uh, especially where, you know, like your, your defensive player of the year is out, there's a big spotlight on you and you're able to perform, albeit in a loss, obviously, but, yeah. you know, we, we can't really fault uh, Fred King for what he did out there against Arizona State. I mean, I think for his confidence is going to be huge. I mean, you know, when Cockbender comes out, his role will probably go back to being lesser. But, you know, with Mac, if you get those two fouls in the first half, et cetera, they're coming out. So, like, for someone like him to know that he's done it on the biggest stage and was able to compete and play really well, it's going to help his confidence because you just – as long as he just stays ready when your number gets mm-hmm. called, you know, and the, the team will have more faith in him, I believe. Like, I, I haven't been able to watch so many games with the time difference here, but – um from what that 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 performance will be hopefully like a catalyst for him and i think that he has a very talented future nick ba is usually on the call often uh for the jays especially with his gig with fox Sports. shout out nick ball I, I feel like we shout you out every week now but he said something early on in the season that like really like stuck with me about fred king it's like okay you know Cog brenner is the man you know that you're only gonna get you know a few minutes here and there but the goal for him should be to, you know, go out there, play as hard as you can. Empty the tank is the phrase that Nick Boss has been using. Empty yeah. the tank. Go all out. Like, you know, you're not going to be there for like a long amount of, of time or long stretches. But at the very least, you could positively impact the game by just like your sheer aggressiveness, you know, playing without fear, understanding that, you know, 
if you make a mistake, most more chances are not Cogburner's coming back in anyways. But yeah. there's a chance that you do something positive and Mac and his staff is just going to grow more and more trust yeah. into you. Do you kind of subscribe to that line of thinking too? Yeah, I mean, like you said, for me, I was I came off the bench behind Greg, who was obviously a big time player for us and uh, we were different players. So <laughs> I always viewed it as I was coming in right around, you know, the media timeouts get two minutes and then I'm coming out. I'm trying to provide a spark. I'm trying to get energy. I'm trying to get an offensive putback. I know my job is not to go out there and get 14, 16 points. Like that's, we have enough scores. That's not my role. Mm-hmm. You so, you were like the change ball or that change up to his fastball, correct? Yeah. Like yeah, in my mean, mind. Yeah, exactly. You got just a different look. Uh, so, I mean, for Fred until, you know, I mean, Cockbrenner's probably going to get drafted at some point. Like, there's nothing wrong with playing behind him. I mean, he's a mm-hmm. defensive player of the year. He was a front runner for uh, potentially college player of the year until he got hurt or sick. Uh, who knows how he'll come back and how the team will finish. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's – so for him, it's just about finding ways to get on the court. And like you said, when you're on the court, you do that energy play, you do something, and then you keep trying to – build off those performances and then you look back at the end of the year and oh fred had a really good year we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mentioned earlier about like the Jays' success up to this point in the season with how well they played in Maui. Uh, but, you know, the, the truth is what the truth is. They've lost five straight now. Their confidence is for sure down. Like I, you and I have both been through these kind of tough stretches in our college career. I just want to know from you, obviously, like where do the Jays kind of go from here? Because like, you know how it is when you're highly touted, you're highly ranked to start the year. Everyone has all these big expectations of you. And then obviously you have this little bit of a lull uh, near the end of non-conference. So uh, how can the Jays bounce back from, you know, all these recent losses to, you know, be successful as we head into Big East play? I mean, yeah, obviously it's going to be like, kind of in the back of their mind especially the shooting it seems like since Maui shooting's kind of tanked and uh you know as a shooter when you don't see the ball going in it kind of starts to affect you creeps in the back of your mind so I mean I think the biggest thing is just starting to make I mean if they go out there and hit some hit their first three threes against Marquette it's gonna be you know, the bass is going to open back up again. I mean, you know how it is. It's literally one shot can yeah, change everything. I, I, I literally was about to say that too. Like how crazy is it that it's just, you just have to see it go in. Like yeah. once you see it go in, that domino effect is insane. So, I mean, like I said earlier too, it's just 
the matter if you know if they go I don't say they go I don't know 18 and two somehow 16 and four and Big East Mm -hmm. then you know they're in the tournament everything they and then once you get to the tournament everything changes I mean last year they uh, took Kansas down to the wire without Cockbrenner, without Nimhard. I mean, the team, the talent's still there. It's still the same team. It's just a matter of figuring out how to get out of that lull, get out of this slump, and just moving on. And I mean, the past is the past. And I know it, as basketball players, we dwell on it a lot and beat ourselves up over it. But that's kind of the worst thing you can do right now when you still have so much season left. Both of us have so many years of playing overseas. Like I, I find myself still allowing past games to dwell for like a long amounts of time. Like it probably longer than I should. I should probably let it go. Like yeah. especially with all the experience that I have now, I should probably let it go. How tough is it, like as a collegiate athlete? Take me back to like that time when we were both back on campus. When we lose a couple of games in a row, I remember with our teams for whatever reasons, especially when we're in the valley. In February, there was just a point where, for whatever reason, we couldn't figure it out, and we would lose three games in a row, no matter who we played. It might it be Evansville, might it be you know you and I. Yeah. So talk to me about like the process of trying to let situations like that go in order to be a better version of yourself for the upcoming game. Yeah. Well, I mean, for us too, our resumes we didn't have the chance for the resume builders, so those losses would always that, really that's hurt. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, we didn't. A lot. <laughs> we weren't playing St. John's or Nova or UConn. We were, you know, we were going to Indiana State, Illinois State, mm-hmm. Drake, all of them, et cetera. No disrespect to them, but to the committee, that's not the resume builder. So, for us, it was realizing that our tournament hopes were kind of off. So, uh, mm-hmm. we we knew we'd have to win the Valley to get in, or we'd be on the bubble and sweating it out them if they go in and run through it you know they still have the chances to build the resume but I mean it's just it's like you said it's it's hard to when you're in that funk you got to figure out relax I know they're probably they're pressing everybody wants to get out of this and be and and they can't play hero ball you know it's not going to be one person that's going to pick this team up out of it uh it's got to be a team effort for them to get back on track. It's definitely going to take a team effort for sure. Obviously, we're waiting to see the return of Cockbrenner down low. Uh, we've had a couple of Jays struggle in the last couple of games for sure. Um, you know, without me mentioning any names, obviously, that's not something I like to do by any stretch. But, you know, the guys who have been struggling, who haven't seen the ball go in or who are missing assignments defensively, whatever the case may be, if you, Will Artino, the hypothetical coach in the locker room, I have a chance to talk to these guys. What is your message about getting to the next game and, you know, getting to the spots where you need to be and, and playing the kind of basketball that, you know, the Jays have been known for playing? I mean, you know, the go with one of Max quotes that he used to, you know, the sun's coming up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the sun's coming up tomorrow. Like you the end of the day, you're still getting to play the sport you love. There's still going to be 17, 18,000 people showing up to the game. You know, my senior year, we lost eight games in a row. We, I would, granted, we didn't have the expectations of this team either. So, you know, every game was still filling up. We were still playing our hardest. And eventually, we got a few wins, not many, but it was, I mean, it was tough. And that's kind of 
one of those things where, you know, you just got to remind them, like, everything is still in play. All the goals are still in play. Big East champs are still in play. Getting to the tournament is still in play. Sweet 16 still in play, you know, and anything beyond mm -hmm. that. I'm, um, so it's just about relaxing, figuring it out. I'm probably put probably working on a little bit def more defensive stuff right now, trying to get, you know, could make the defense lead to offense, get some more easy transition baskets. You know, your offense kind of feeds off your defense sometimes. You know, if you make a good play on defense, it's going to somehow the basketball's got a weird way of rewarding stuff like that. So it's just a matter of just having everybody relax and getting back to playing how they know they can play. That's also like when we say that, it sounds like it, it could be easily, you know, you can yeah. kind of flip the switch pretty easily, but it is tough as a student athlete, especially yeah. like for the guys who are on campus right now, to be able to flip that switch. Like it, it's just not as simple as like, you know, you and I might say like, okay, take a deep breath, relax. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, like this is my ninth year playing pro and sometimes I still am like, yeah, yeah. I probably I mean, it's, that yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not easy. It sucks being on campus when you're going through losing streaks like that. Like, I mean, there's mm -hmm. times I just, I, but like my senior year, I didn't have any classes. So I was just stay in my room for like a month and I would just go, I was right next to the championship center. I mean, I just didn't want to be out in public. Like it was, it wasn't fun going around feeling like everybody's judging you for <laughs> your performance on the court. Like, I'm still a person. Like, of course I want to win too. Like I'm not trying out here trying to right. lose. <laughs> so like I'm, you're bringing this up. So I feel like I need to ask you that stretch of games. Like you guys were losing games for like one or two points. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't remember what the actual number was, but I feel like out of all those games, you guys like lost like maybe eight or nine games by a total of like, what like 13 points maybe or something, like, something that? like yeah by the end of the year we, we were leading in 12 games that we lost in the last two minutes it was, how difficult was it to go through that situation again like all the expectations not only the expectations that this particular team yeah. has but all the expectations that come with being a Creighton Blue Jay basketball player dealing with that being on and off campus going in and out of class like you said you didn't have class you didn't have to deal with the scrutiny of sitting down for like a 45 minute lesson with yeah. everybody staring at you and asking you what the hell is going on but like how tough was it for you i mean for me like personally it was i mean it was probably one of the harder times at creighton because you know it was my senior year like for me i had a i had a good junior year the expectations had doubled for me i was supposed to come in and help lead this team and i felt like i just like failed everybody i mean it was messages you're getting for people there's those that don't help and you know for a while you can let them brush you off and then it starts to affect you and it's just I mean we had so much success those three years before after my redshirt year that it like it was kind of just like an ex like you said even though we were picked you know second to last or something in the big east it was like well we're gonna end up somewhere in the middle probably make the tournament like and so it just was, it was very grueling on me and mentally, physically, it just was something that I just, especially as a 22 year old, you don't really know how to like handle it all that well. So it was, it was long. It was a long couple months. <laughs> 
I remember I was in Romania that year. Yeah. And, you know, like I always used to have to watch those games. Uh, so you guys beat Wisconsin, right? We Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah, sorry. It was the Buddy yeah. Field Oklahoma team. I saw you guys with that, be in the top 25 that week, yeah. and then it just kind of yeah. went down pretty quickly. And I remember thinking to myself, like, it's, I used to have dreams that I had one more year of eligibility just because, like, that's how much I felt for you guys that I wanted yeah. to go back and jump into the TV and be able to help you guys out. But, you know, life, that, life doesn't quite work that way sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. Those dreams, you still have them. Like my dad says, yeah, he still I, has I them once I've been playing them. hockey. Like I'll have one. <laughs> I'll have like one or two a year. Like that I'm in practice and like I never get to the games and the dreams. So I'll always just play in practice. <laughs> <laughs> you just got your reversible arm. Yeah, I'm always like, I'm always like, oh yeah, like the I'm gonna do this now, like. I'm so much better now. Like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to kill this, blah, blah, blah. And then I never get It's just always like I wake up and it was just like <laughs> I practiced for like eight hours in my dream. <laughs> I always have it like it literally feels like a video game. It's like we're down a bunch. And then Coach Mac looks at the bench and like calls my number. I walk to like the scorer's table. I'm about to check in. And I just it's my dream. So I yeah. can't miss. We come <laughs> back down from like 20 <laughs> We come back from like 25. I got like the post game interview on TV and in the press conference room. And I'm just always, you know, saying the right thing, like thanking my teammates for, you know, getting me open and all that. <laughs> and then the dream usually ends after that. But it's a it's a dream. I still have them. I don't yeah. know what it means. Oh, if anybody's out there who's listening is like a, you know, a dissector of dreams or whatever, hit me up. I, I might need some tutelage or whatever the case yeah, may be. I don't, know. I just, I just was... don't understand what's going on with my eyes closed <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think it was just such a big part of our life you know like my my yeah. dad at 67 says he still has dreams of getting on the ice rink and playing hockey and like he retired from hockey at 25 so Jeez. it sounds like it's gonna be there forever like I said earlier this is about to be the 10th season of us being in the big east do you remember obviously like the the procedure of us finding out that we're going to switch conferences having to keep it on the lows and then when the announcement you know came out like us kind of breathing a sigh of relief because like uh, I don't want to speak for you but I know my family back home even in Canada was just like hey what is this I'm hearing about you guys about to switch conferences like it was something I had to keep quiet until the university finally announced it what was your you know uh what did you have to go through, let's say, uh, when we knew the rumor was starting to spread out? And then obviously we've got to confirm it a little bit after that. Yeah, I think, you know, we kind of find out like during St. Louis. Uh, or a little bit. From what I remember, it was really like gearing up to go to Philly uh, for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, so like it was we right got through St. Louis. Yeah. The rumors maybe started while we were in St. Louis, but I remember like, being keen to it as we were preparing for uh NCAA tournament yeah, yeah because I mean yeah it was just like I said one of those things that just didn't feel like it was like if to me to me personally it was like if it happens it happens that would be cool like but I don't think it's gonna happen like I, I don't know why I just I'm kind of a pessimist sometimes so I just figured it wasn't gonna happen um uh-huh. and then you know, obviously it happened and it was like exciting. I feel like we were 
in the weight room when we found out, but I, I could also get that confused with Gibbs six year. So, <laughs> so that's, I, that's true. It was you like were a, in the weight room when like that Gibbs announcement that like he was yeah. eligible to play with us for that one more year. God, yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Sorry, that I was, didn't mean to it, No, yeah. I mean, it was just like, it was just kind of all a lot obviously was happening at once there. So with both of those things happening and uh, I mean, it was just a time of excitement. It was just, you know, a new chapter. Like if, like we said before with the whole, like that lull in February that we would have and everything, like if you lose three games, you feel like the world's ending because you don't have any more chances to, mm-hmm. to get in the tournament. So outside of winning the Valley. So then we knew, you know, it just, everything changed. It put the, the school itself like more on the map. I mean, now you look at, we had, you know, Gibbs, who was a four-star. Greg was a four-star that were both transfers. And now we're getting – we had, what, four four-stars commit to the team last year, all those freshmen that came in. And it's just been like uh, now all of a sudden, you know, we're getting guys like like Baylor came down to Duke and Creighton. Like in what world is – other than Greg, who came down between Duke and Creighton. But other – I mean, that was, you know, few and far between. And what there's world are, that, are we? There's also Alex O'Connell transferring yeah, transfer from Duke. Duke. You know, yeah. You know, if we're going to Terry Hope and not New York City, I don't think those guys are coming. <laughs> you know? Hey, shout out to Terry Hope, though. We had some good times down at Indiana State. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> Man, it was – that was – I mean, for me, that was the most exciting thing was getting to play in the garden and going to Hinkle Fieldhouse – going to the big cities, playing in uh, Wells Fargo with the Nova game. I mean, it just led to a lot more, I guess, exciting times. Like college basketball in itself is exciting, but then all of a sudden you're in the Big East and it's like the Big East has history. Like I remember walking around the garden and seeing after we beat Xavier in the semifinals, seeing all the pictures of everybody that performed there all the different memorabilia from the different games that had taken place there. It's just like, whoa, like this is, you know, you dream about it as a kid and then all of a sudden you're there and it's like super exciting. Um, it's so funny that you mentioned, you know, us being in a weight room when we found out that Gibby got that six year, it just kind of got me thinking about, you know, for whatever reason, the things that like stick out. Like, yeah. I remember being in my, like, theology class when Doug tweeted that he was coming back for that last year. And then, like, all my team – or not my teams, all my classmates, before I walked into class, were, like, bugging me, like, hey, like, he said he's going to make his announcement today. And they're, like, I know you know. Can you let us know? And, like, I literally was kind of in the dark about it because Doug kind of kept that decision. Yeah, so yeah I didn't know. Out. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I just remember the conversations leading up to it, but I, I don't remember him saying if he was leaning one way or another. So, like, that was kind of a surprise to me, too. So, I remember that. I remember now, you know, Gibbs uh, in the weight room. And then, for whatever reason, I remember uh, senior year, you know, as we were, like, our non-conference schedule came out, and then if we found out we are going to be in Anaheim for that Thanksgiving tournament. But also because we weren't in the Big East yet when we signed up for that tournament, Marquette was also going to be in that tournament. And yeah. I remember thinking, if we both make it to the finals, would that count as a Big East game? Like, I, I didn't know what 
<laughs> well, I didn't know what that meant. But I remember like being in class thinking about that too when our non-conference like schedule came out. So these are just some of the just random things that I, just yeah. sticks out at me like that senior year. Like it's it's just kind of weird. Yeah, it was just, you know, the whole thing just all happened quick. And then all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> you're here. Like you felt like you're just yeah. kind of like thrown into the fire. Like I said, a lot of us weren't recruited to mm-hmm. be you know some we had some offers like looks for bigger schools but like at the end of the day we settled not settled but you know we chose Creighton we felt like it was the right fit from all the different things and then all of a sudden now you're you know you just went up a big level and but obviously it was exciting it was cool it was something that you know those times obviously like us together as on the team traveling around doing all the fun stuff we did is uh, times that you know you cherish you look back on and you know you definitely miss like those times like even like sitting around after practice with the locker room like you know we've both been eight nine years overseas and it's a legit job and there's people you know you go home like you said I, I have my wife here I don't you know I'm not going hanging out with my team all the time it's it, once it changes it becomes a job and it's like the same thing like you go into your office you don't go hang out with your coworkers after work all the time like right <laughs> you go you go back to your normal life so mm-hmm. it's just different different times obviously the jays play marquette first um at marquette to start biggie's play and then they have uh butler at home and depaul at home Three very important uh, games for the Jays, obviously, to get a leg up early in the Big East standings. But, you know, just to kind of get their mojo back, like the, the boys just need to get play with that swagger, you know, that that feel for the game that we know that they have. Uh, one, you know, we mentioned seeing the ball go in. They have to shoot better from three for sure. And then two, like they just got to get a win under their belt just to, you know, get back on the right track. Uh it's imperative, obviously, that they get off to a good start in the, in this Big East conference. Uh, what are your thoughts about you know the first couple of Big East games, and you know what do the Jays need to do, obviously, to to start off conference play the right way? Uh, I mean, uh, I think Marquette's been playing really well. They've so uh, obviously that's going to be a tough game at Marquette, some kind of a rivalry game, I guess now. Uh, so I mean, it's, that would I think if they go in and win that, it'd be huge for the team's confidence. Just I mean, it's like we said, just settling in, making shots, making the right plays, uh, playing for each other, and you know, you do that, you come out of there with the win, and then you go out, have two games at home. It'd be nice for them to be back at home, and you know, probably they can start out three and zero. All of a sudden, you know, they got a little steam back again, and hopefully everything's just goes starts rolling from there so i mean uh, it's, it's a huge stretch it's gonna be it could be in a sense make or break for the team and i know i said it's a long season but it's eight in a row is tough to if somehow they go oh and three you know eight in a row it's it's kind of tough to get out of that funk so it's i think this and just one game at a time that's kind of mm-hmm. also you can't look at it like oh we got to go three you know you got to go one and oh, three times. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's wild, too, because, you know, the Jays haven't really made it easy on themselves with their non-conference schedule. Yeah. They've obviously in the front end of it, they had a lot of home games. But, like, if you look at what their schedule looked like for the past month, it's been Maui, three games on a neutral floor there. Come back, the only game that you have, or oh, sorry, uh, go straight to Texas on the road. The only home game that you have in that stretch is against Nebraska, a rivalry game. Obviously, it, it's a it's a coin toss game. Anything mm-hmm. could kind of happen. Nebraska got the best of us, unfortunately. And then you go right back into a neutral setting with BYU and and uh, Arizona State. So yeah, they haven't had a lot of you know chance to get, I guess you know that that home cooking from the crowd. You know how our crowd gets, yeah. you know, when they get into the game, obviously it's, it's big time energy and, you know, it really helps the boys out. So, yeah, if they find a way to win against market on the road, you know, they're not favored right now uh, from the last, uh, you know, yeah. uh, things that I checked, they're not favored right now. But if they're able to win market on the road and then come back and just have a, a good game against Butler, you know, expecting them to, to, to beat that, obviously the Paul hasn't been you know, good historically in, in these past 10 years that we've been in the Big East, they haven't been uh, a, a team to write home about, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, I personally think, obviously, like I said, this is the most biased podcast you're ever going to find here. Even, the yeah. boys, even though the boys just lost five in a row, I still think they're about to start three and no in Big East play. And yeah. I kind of don't really have too much doubt in my mind about that too. Am I wrong for thinking that way? No, I mean, of course, you know, as us, some people, like, you know, we're not kind of the average fans in the sense that, you know, we played with Mac. And <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been in their shoes. So we kind of, um, not sympath- I guess, sympathize with them. Like, so we, we know that, you know, it just takes one game and everything. And so, you know, maybe the situation is worse than we're making it be. But that, like dwelling, like we said, dwelling on it, beating the guys up isn't going to help anything. So I, I just hope that, you know, the fans kind of stick with everybody and be more of a support system instead of uh, just like, you know, I see, I see the stuff on Twitter. I see like I'm, I'm involved and I like to, I like to see the opinions, but I, some of, some of the stuff you see, it's like, it's they're college kids at the end of the day. They're nine. Most of them are 19, 20 years old. So, I mean, you know, they see it too and they don't, it doesn't, doesn't, you know, they're, they're the hardest critics. It doesn't help anything really. So I just ask the fans, you know, to stick with them and give them the support and, you know, they're going to play as hard as they can for you guys. And, you know, they don't, they, they want to win every game too. Don't worry. Like right. yeah. my guys are throwing games, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my PSA to the fan base, I guess. Yeah. And that that's funny that you mentioned that too, because like you are right. Like as much as as athletes, we want to tune all that stuff out. It's very difficult to tune all that stuff out. We have our phones right here. Like it, it's yeah. instant access to whoever wants to get a hold of us. We hear it from the fans. We hear it, especially like on Twitter, off the comments and all that stuff. Like people adding other players and all that stuff. Like I I had it for sure. Like in my time and social media at that time was nowhere near what it is. I can only imagine. I can only imagine what the boards are going through right now. It's, it's not great, but again, like, like you said, we're not the average fan. We're, we're big time homers. We've played in the system. Like we, we love, 
you know, the Jays, we, we, we love going back on campus and being able to, you know, work out there and see the, the growth and the, and the progress that the program has had over, you know, our time that we were players and, and being able to come back as pros. Uh, and we obviously wish nothing but the best for the Jays, right. but, you know, they do have to pick it up. They, like I said, the truth is the truth. They have lost yeah. five in a row. They don't look as confident as they did to start the season. And it's just up to them to, to figure that out right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've pretty much talked about everything. Yeah. I, I certainly appreciate you taking time out. Obviously, with our time difference, like just full disclosure, we started this at 3 a.m. my time. Uh, seven or sorry uh, 10, 10. a.m will artino time yeah. and then my good producer josh shout out to you josh you know he's he's working from 8 p.m central time so we're, we're trying our best <laughs> to make sure that we're, we're figuring all of this out will any last word for jace fans as far as you know the beginning of biggie's play and you know obviously like let, let's hear a little bit more about you how's your season going let them know about the situation that you're in and where you're playing at how the season is going so far uh yeah i mean we're kind of up and down right now um we're four and four uh i'm in i'm in senshu taiwan um i'm playing in the p league is the league this year uh it's small 16 league and everybody is all the imports are super talented i think i'm one of the only ones without any sort of nba experience um last december i got naturalized in Taiwan. Uh, so this summer I was playing with the national team and uh, we were in Asia Cup in Indonesia. We had World Cup qualifiers against Australia, China, and Japan in February. I got COVID right before Indonesia. So that, that was fun. Um, and then, COVID is ruining a lot of things. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. So I've been, uh, I've pretty much been on the road out of the country for 22 of the last 24 months or something like that. I was home for August and had to come right back to start and I'll be gone again, probably until August or September, we'll have a tournament in August. And then 2023, my contract with the national team will end and we'll decide from there if I'll keep going with that. Uh, I signed three years here, Taiwan. So this is my first of three with them. So, I mean, things are good. Uh, can't complain just you know we're lucky to get to play basketball every day and provide for our families so it's a blessing that that's a hundred percent that is the truest thing i've ever heard you say honestly and i've known you for a while but that's <laughs> that's the truest thing i've ever heard you say <laughs> oh man well thank you again so much brother like i i love you i appreciate you i miss you man like, oh, for it's, sure it's wild it's wild that this is the time that we get but you know, it is what it is. We, we both decided to go on this journey. Yeah. Like I said, like the time that we spent this summer, it is short, but like, I, I really appreciate, you know, us having that time together to yeah. work out a little bit together, you know, kind of see it. Okay. I got to talk about this. You guys, if you haven't seen Will play in a while, it's his game has improved crazy. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect that this is the same Will Artino that you saw on campus. And naturally, right? Like you get more experience, you, you know, you, you are a different man that you were back then too. You've learned so much more about the game, but it kind of shows. So like, I, I'm really happy just to see the growth. And it's like, I, I talk about this, about you, about Jeffrey Grossell, you know, guys like that, that I get to see in the summer times. You guys have games have, you know, expanded 
exponentially. And I, it, I'm just, you know, I'm really proud when I see it because I, I see where you started at and then like yeah. obviously where you are at now. So keep up the good work, brother. Thank you. I appreciate those words, you know, means a lot. Um, <laughs> it's always, yes, yeah, of course, you know, one day when, you know, this ends and we'll get to be back together a lot more, it'll be good. But, you know, like you said, it's the path we chose is what we talked about, you know, in Kennefic in our first week together so for us to be doing it you know oh yeah any uh last words for jace fans before i let you sign out well just stick with them you know just yeah give give the support the guys need and you know they can turn this around you know we got faith so roll jace roll jace always <laughs> this is the Welcome to the J podcast. I'm your host, Janice Maniga. This has been Will Artino. Make sure to like and subscribe to the field of 68 Media Network. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the feedback from you guys who are listening. And uh, like I always say, if you guys want to keep listening, I'll, I'll keep speaking. If you guys ever tell me that you're done listening, I'm, I'm done with this too. So you got I words appreciate forever. you guys. Man, I could speak forever, but I'll be too for real though. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Will. I appreciate you so much. Thanks brother. for having me again. And as always, this is us signing off. As always, go Jays. <laughs>